Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Cavs do have the Pistons tomorrow night. I'm just I'm just going to do the measuring stick thing for the rest of the regular season just to be obnoxious. Because I just feel like I'm just I'm Cavs hype meter, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm I'm specifically calling anybody out because I'm not calling anyone specifically out. I've just gotten to the point where I just want to enjoy the stretch run. I don't want to overreact. I don't want to like. I think the regular season we've gotten enough of the regular season to know who the Cavs are, and it from here it's pretty cut and dry. It's what's going to win out, the Cavs' talent level. And I think sometimes we're conflating the imperfect build. We're conflating the fact that the bench has not been productive for their talent level. One through four, they're as talented as almost anybody in the NBA. Actually, I think the best one through four now is the Suns since they got Durant. Because Durant, CP3, Booker, and Ayton, that's just a ridiculous top four. But neither here nor there. In the in the NBA playoffs, what really matters are or one of the most important things, uh, just top-end talent. So every time I hear people say, oh, the Knicks, oh, I'm worried about the Knicks. The Knicks have won a bunch of games. I'm worried about the Knicks maybe stealing a home series from you. Because I, I I think we've gotten to the point where I don't think the Cavs are going to be able to win if they're the if they got to go on the road and start on the road. I, I think their youth, I, I expected their youth to not be as big of a hindrance as it seems to be on certain nights. Mm -hmm. And I think we see it even more so on the road, like we saw with that Boston environment, like we saw with kind of how they came apart in that Memphis game, which they could have and should have won. I think the only way the Cavs get to the second round now is if they get a top four seed. I don't want to say the only way. I I think it's a huge factor. But, But other than that, like I, I think it's interesting. Like I, I think I think we're I think we should be going from zero to sixty once the playoffs come here, because I'm just not outside of another long losing streak or collapse. I can't overreact. They've they've so, so far surpassed my expectations. I can't them get mad if they come back down to earth, and they're who we thought they were all along, which is still probably a top six seed. Yeah, I I think that the the six seed thing was um probably uh, um 
I don't not a pipe dream, but probably a pretty high goal mm-hmm. coming into the season prior to the trade for Mitchell. But now, now they're they're probably going to be a four seed. I think it gives them a much better chance. Mm-hmm. I want to play something Fedor yeah. said because I'm just talking about the regular season. Once the playoffs start, then I think all right. Then let's go ahead and overreact. But as much as like I feel like I've evaluated uh, the Cavs players as much as I can, and I feel like I've evaluated JB as much as I can, which is interesting because yesterday I said one of the reasons I'm I'm just not in the the headspace of is this a lost season is you are evaluating everybody not just the players the coaches I think this is a pivotal stretch run here for JB Bickerstaff there is one great and I love me some Chris Fedor so do not take this just because I disagree with him as disrespect or um me talking down about Fedor but he was on uh, overtime with Jonathan Peterlin last night, and he got into J.B. Bickerstaff and job security, and I was shocked to hear this. I've learned in the NBA, never say never, and I've also learned that when it comes to a Dan Gilbert-run organization. You know, he gets antsy, right? He wants to see some success maybe more rapidly than some of these other owners. He gets more impatient than some of these other owners. But it seems like there is a belief in JB. And even if he shows some flaws in the postseason, I think the Cavs, just like they want to see how Darius responds to that and they want to see how like some of these guys who have never been in the postseason, I think they want to see and give JB an opportunity to learn from mistakes if they do happen in the postseason. So I find it hard to believe that he gets one postseason run with this group, a flawed roster, and I think everybody in the front office believes it's a front, a flawed roster in a season that's not quote-unquote championship or bust. I find it hard to believe that he'd get one postseason run with this group and then they'll look for somebody else. I think it's going to be multiple postseason opportunities for JB to show that he can continue to learn and evolve as a coach. It's not that that might not be the case. I don't think we should go into uh, – and by the way, I feel this way about everybody that isn't Donovan, Darius, or Evan Mobley. Everyone outside of those three people are expendable to me in, in, to some degree or another. No no more so than JB. Because what I – can I be honest with you? It's I don't like this idea of talking about JB like he isn't a bit of a known quantity. This is his third head coaching job. Mm-hmm. I know he was one and done in Houston. I know. And I believe he was the interim coach that year because I think it was D'Antoni got fired. But he coached 71 games. Oh, and then they went to the playoffs, and so he's got playoff experience. So it's just wild to me. Like, I am I am pro-patience, and I do think it's you have to be really diligent about everything, every single decision you make from here because your margin for error is going to cost you more than it's going to help you, Right? But this idea we're just supposed to say there's nothing JB can do to lose his job or that, you know, circumstances can't conspire where we're all looking around. Yeah. My biggest doubt right now about the Cavs is probably JB Bickerstaff. 100%. And I, I, I don't understand how, I mean, and Chris knows better than I in terms of, you know, t- talking to people in the building. He, he's got a good feel for that. I just think it's crazy to think that if JB doesn't get it done this year, and they have a quick exit to the playoffs mm-hmm. that you consider, you don't consider making a change. Well, because what are we grading JB on? I think one, I think you can grade, did he do enough to help Donovan mesh with Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, Jared Allen, and the bench? 
What what would you say if I do you think JB has done a good job meshing Donovan with everybody else? Uh I think he's done an okay job. I, I just don't think he's done a good enough job late in games. Well, I so it does still feel like I listen, the Cavs have had a lot more success. Their differences or the things that should hold them back have not held them back as much as they could have. There's still too many games now that we're late in the season mm-hmm. where it's Donovan in the in the Donets. And that's concerning to me because I understand that fit really matters in the NBA, and I understand that Donovan and Darius will never fit 100% together. Right. There will always be friction there. Jay, uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum will always have friction because stylistically they clash. I do understand that. But I don't know I see... I don't know I see as much growth as I was hoping for. The team has grown. They've they've succeeded more than I thought. So that's the first thing that I I, I think of when I think of JB. Here's the other thing, and you mentioned it. It's about how do you play late in games. And I'm really concerned about a team that when when they go on a bad offensive stretch, it takes them out of things defensively and they play like crap. That's the one thing that I actually am concerned about from the Boston game, and it has not it, it has very little to do with the Boston game. There have been enough games this year, and this is why JB coming out and saying, Oh, we learned how to win now, we don't have a problem, and we're good to go, like three weeks ago, never made sense to me. Mm-hmm. I get really concerned about a team that stops playing their brand of basketball when the thing that isn't their forte falls by the wayside. And that's offensively. In that Boston game, you and I have said it. They lost the game because they gave up 41 points in the right. third quarter. Yeah. That didn't have to happen. Jason Tatum got hot. So did Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell. And so the difference that the, the of those two things was uh, Jared Allen was clearly uncomfortable, got exposed. Evan Mobley was not his best uh, defensively. On the perimeter, you didn't play good defense. But here's the thing. You didn't play good defense because you got out of your mind. It was in your head. You beat yourself as much as they beat you. That, to me, does fall a little bit back on JB. It has to. And then you add to it timeout usage. You add it like if we're talking about timeout usage and his how he sets things up for the team in the final two minutes. I think at least it's going to be a conversation. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. I I don't like giving JB a pass if he and I'm, I'm, this is a if. If he's a part of the problem in the playoffs, it's his seventh season as an NBA head coach. It will be his second trip to the playoffs as an NBA head coach. And the difference between properly evaluating JB and holding him accountable this year or next year, the difference between those the, the two seasons might be your ability long-term to keep Donovan Mitchell or or to maximize your time with Donovan Mitchell. Mark, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Hey, Mark. Yeah, guys. I mean, uh, I I felt like the trade did a couple of things. I don't think you can win with Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. Can you define win real much. quick? Like, what do you mean by win? I mean a title. I okay. don't think with you can have two guys that short taking up that much salary cap. It's never been a recipe for a championship in the NBA. 
And I feel like one of them is a trade piece. I feel like Donovan Mitchell is a trade piece. I feel like you're comparing this year's Cavs to last year's Cavs, but they were missing Colin Sexton. Markkanen was missing time from injury. Jared Allen was missing time. Terrius Garland was missing time. Rubio missed a lot of time. And I don't think you compare this year's Cavs to last year's. Uh, I think it's too early to say that, Mark. Uh, Respectfully. I, I just think it's too early. And I would say that I understand the the reality that undersized backcourts have not traditionally won titles in the NBA. That's a fair statement. That's a factually correct statement. There was also a time where jump shooting teams weren't going to win an NBA title. And the NBA changed. And I would also say that most, like Portland, Portland never had two seven-footers the way the Cavs had, uh, have Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. 216-578-0092. Chris Feeder was on overtime with Jonathan Peterlin last night and said that he doesn't really think there's much pressure on J.B. Bickerstaff, that you can't properly evaluate. The Cavs feel like they can't properly evaluate J.B. Bickerstaff until they have multiple postseasons under him as head coach. Do you agree with that? Did you listen to the morning show today? You listen to what they did to us? This morning, I did not. No. All right, so 7 o'clock, I'm listening to our guys in the morning show. Taking shots? And Well, so remember, there was a point in yesterday's show where I asked you, am I misconstruing what Ken and Anthony are saying? Do you recall that? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't sell it. Um, Absolutely. So there, And because and the point was, Ken was trying to fend off all the Cavs panic he possibly could. And I thought Ken did a great job. But Lima, being Lima, stirred a little, stirred a little bit, stirred the pot a bit. And so this morning, I heard Ken and Anthony. They played three seconds of our show. Oh, yeah, actually, no. They, they were starting to play a, a segment of our show where we started talking about their reaction to the, the, the Celtics loss to see if they were taken out of context. They got three seconds of our show out before it was just decided that we had taken them out of context. And I I think I've realized that there is no slipperier wizard on the planet. Well, they call him the slippery wizard for a reason. Than Anthony Lima. Yeah. Because Anthony Lima just stoked Cavs panic to the highest lilt. And then today was like, no, I was talking people off the ledge. I'm like, you were talking them to the ledge, encouraging them to jump, and then being like, I can't believe they jumped. So I just I just wanted all the record. Full Hody here. Yeah, the, the, went full Hody. You never, never go, go full, full Hody. So for the record, Ken was talking. No, Ken was trying to talk himself off the ledge because everybody was trying to bully him into panicking, and Ken didn't. And Lima was absolutely trying to stoke the panic yesterday. And you were as well. While we're at it. How was I? Oh. Are you slippery as well? I'm a slippery wizard. Because yesterday, your your take coming into the show was, I think the Cavs are are setting up for a wasted season. Correct? Well, it was more based on what JB had said and what Kobe Altman had said. Mm -hmm. And them not making moves. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And the tone, right? The tone around the organization was they're young and they need time to gel, and so we just got to be patient. Fair? Fair. And, and you don't like that. You don't think they need time, they, or we shouldn't give them time. I we think should- that they definitely need time, but I'm going to tell you this much. I don't think that 
they deserve a pass for mm-hmm. this year. I don't think that we can't have expectations for this year. I feel like if they're going into this like, oh, this is just an experimental run, we're just going to try to figure out how we gel and mesh together for the future, I think that's a mistake. I think we'll be able to tell over the final 17 games of the regular season and in the playoffs how determined they are to win. And I expect them to try and win every single game from now to the end of the to, to the end of the playoffs. I expect them to try and land the best possible seed. I expect them to try and get as far into the playoffs as possible because if they really are all about we got to get these guys experience. Yeah. Um one playoff series is great. Two is phenomenal. If you can get three out in one off season, uh, all that growth, all that, all that stuff we've talked about with Mobley and Garland and Okoro and learning to play together, every series that you have tenfold improves your ability to develop these guys. Nothing develops young players like the NBA playoffs. Let's say, though, that the worst thing happens. You think the Cavs should go all in on the Cavs? Or, sorry, go all in on the current team this offseason? For next year, for 2024? Yes. Ooh, what do you mean by that? Whatever you define all in being. Because like we just talked about the Cavs' patience with J.B. Bickerstaff. If, if, if J.B. doesn't answer my major questions about him in the final 17 games of the year and in the playoffs, if I have bigger questions at the end of the playoffs and the Cavs sit tight, that it, to me is the opposite of a Donovan Mitchell trade. That is sitting tight, and that is wasting time. I so that's would, not going I, I would all probably in. say go all, in, go all in. All right, so like how could the Cavs... And that also includes maybe a coaching change. Okay, so I think, I think when defining going all in going forward, because it's, it's not just changing coaches. I, I think you had the guy... I mean, Quinn Snyder going from Utah to Atlanta, to me, that's the guy I would have wanted. I love that guy. Also, and great hair. Phenomenal hair. Makes uh, John Vicari look like my hairline. That's how good. No, I'm just kidding. That dude looks like 15 years younger than he really is. Yeah. And he's lived a hard life. Has he? Vicari or uh, Quinn Snyder? Quinn Snyder. But like this offseason, if, if the doubts became too much about JB and they had hired Quinn Snyder, that to me is going all in. I guess my problem is every other all-in type move with his team are ones people I don't think are ready to make, Dustin. Because you don't have, like, the Donovan Mitchell move was your all-in with this team because of your lack of assets. When I say assets, I'm talking about draft picks going forward. You're not going to get a player on the level of Darius, Donovan, Evan, or Jarrett without giving up one of those four players. So how how uncomfortable are we as Cavs fans ready to be by going all in? I mean, Jared's a guy I would be okay with moving if we had to. But but like for what? A lot. All right. Would you like to nail that down a little yeah, bit? I mean, for players. Players or a player? Well, either or. I mean, it depends on who you're going to get. But I mean, like, Jared Allen's a great player. I think... He's the he's the only one I'd be willing to part with out of those three. I think we're four, I, I think say. we're to differ. <laughs> okay, I think that's fair. I think most fans would agree with you. Do you also think there's a chance that in the next two years, that there might be a logical conclusion 
where we get to a point where one of those other three players has to become the odd man out? I do. I think it's actually Donovan. Because I think... Man, this is like hot take Friday for you. How is that a hot take? I mean, he's the best player on the team. Today. Okay. Two years from now... He'll if, pro- if Evan- probably still be the best player on the team. Well, but two years from now, if Darius closes the gap with Donovan... And again, I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm just saying... Mm. I'm not just walking it down the logical steps. The greater point is not trade Donovan Mitchell two years from now. The greater point is that there is, as currently constructed, there's not a lot else you can do going all in that doesn't involve a massive trade for one of your four best players or completely blowing up the coaching staff. Real quick here, Jim. Jim, we got about 30 seconds, buddy. What you got for us? Got a question. You guys were talking about coaching late in games. What's the Cavs' record in overtime games? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. How many have they had? I think they like 6-0. and I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I think we're talking closer to the final two minutes of the game, like okay, the actual I, I, regulation. That is lots of So you broke up there real quick. What'd you say, buddy? In games, coaching <sighs> overtime games is important. I would think. Yeah, we you broke up there. Uh, we'll have a better rebuttal later um, from us, not from you, bud. But um, no, I'm I'm sorry. You can't take the record and then say that's the definitive proof they're good in the final two minutes of the game. Offensively is where the problem is. Specifically, play calling. Um, whether whether they use timeouts, how they use timeouts, that's more the bigger concern. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.